Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Know the News podcast, brought to you by the newsroom of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm the editor, Rusty Turner. And today we've got a serious topic to discuss, and it's the effort by local law enforcement agencies to stem the tide of human and sex trafficking, especially the exploitation of minors. According to the FBI, the number of human trafficking cases in Arkansas rose from 30 in 2019 to 105 the next year. So far in 2021, there have been 60 more cases. Our reporter, Tom Sissom, has a story coming out in our weekend editions detailing what's being done on a local level to rescue people being exploited uh, and to prosecute those responsible. Uh, Tom uh, is going to talk about it with us today. Hello, Tom. Hello. We also have with us today um, Megan Ellenberg. She's a forensic interview coordinator for the Children's Advocacy Center in Benton County, and it's an organization on the front lines uh, in the fight against human trafficking. Thanks for joining us today, Megan. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Tom, you've been working on this story for a couple of weeks now, so tell us about the local effort uh, by local law enforcement to com- combat human trafficking. It's, it started, uh, started down the River Valley a couple of years ago, didn't it? Yes, uh, the FBI had, had been working on these sorts of cases and developed information that led them to think there was a lot of that kind of activity going on in the Arkansas River Valley. So they created a task force to investigate those cases. And one of the things that they mentioned to me was while they were successful in that area, that these types of criminals, the people who recruit and entice and and ensnare these young girls are very mobile. And when they started focusing on the river valley, they started to move, the criminals did, or the suspects did. And so they have expanded the area that they're looking at to include pretty much all of Northwest Arkansas now. Okay. And and that mobility you talked about that uh, that complicates the ability of law enforcement to to find and prosecute uh, those people suspected of those crimes. Is that correct? It does because they move from one city to another city. They move from county to another county. They move from Arkansas to Missouri, sometimes Oklahoma. As I said, they're very mobile. So law enforcement has to be able to cast a wide net, as it were, and get people who can investigate these crimes in all of these different jurisdictions. And once they've investigated them, they then have to decide where it has to be prosecuted. It can be in a local circuit court, for instance. We've got three cases pending right now in Washington County Circuit Court, or it could be federal court. It depends on the circumstances of each case. Okay. And, and Megan, let's talk a little bit about the human costs here, the, the, the victims of, uh, of this kind of activity. Typically, who are the victims of human and sex trafficking? Absolutely. So we know that the average age of human trafficking victims is actually 9 to 11 years old um, at the start. And so even if we don't talk to a trafficking victim until they're maybe 14 or 16, when we do talk to them in a forensic interview or through advocacy, Um, They talk about being involved in that lifestyle much, much earlier on. Um, And so, and that's something that most people are maybe a bit surprised to hear. And then there are a few things that we know about victims kind of 
that opens them up to um, being caught into this lifestyle and being victimized. And so um, runaways, homelessness, um, some prior childhood abuse, depending on the situation. Um, but really, it's the lack of, so if we think about um, adults, right, we want to be caring, supportive adults in children and, and teens' lives. And so when, when children and teens don't have anyone in their life who's caring, supportive, um, that's a big risk factor as well, um, especially if they're running away from home. And, and then lack of education or kind of any means to income or, or form of living as well are kind of the kids that we see. Mm-hmm. And the, their youth combined with the fact that, that uh, uh, they don't have a, a, a great support system, um, that often prevents them from, from reaching out for help, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. Because so at the Children's Advocacy Center, um, we're referred cases, whether it's through the child abuse hotline, the national trafficking hotline, um, local law enforcement, all of those things. And so um, if someone is being victimized, a child or a teen by human or sex trafficking, um, most of the time they're being completely cut off from um, all of the people that they might be able to reach out to, right? Because they don't have a supportive caregiver. They don't have people they can reach out to or safe adults, um, which is one of the big, the big gaps in, in us being able to see, see those kids and teens. Tom, you, you, you heard uh, Megan describe the, the situation that, that often leads to, to someone getting involved um, and becoming a victim of this. Um, that seems to be reflected in, in, in your story by the arrests of some of the people locally um, uh, and, and, and how, their, how their activities were going, that, that these were young girls who were, uh, or young people who were, who were um, uh, coerced into this kind of lifestyle at an early age. Is that right? It is, and she hit on a lot of the things that show up in the, in the court documents in these cases. Uh, these, these people offer the girls emotional support if they're you know, runaways or having problems with you know, their own families. They, they make promises of financial support. You know, they'll, they'll provide them with money. They, they offer them prospects of uh, jobs which were probably never even possible. But, you know, girls that age, you know, they want to have a dream. And these people build up a world where they can have that initially. And then they say, well, I need you to do something for me. And that's when they start leading them down the road into the, the sexual trafficking. Mm-hmm. So... Megan, help us understand if somebody's listening to this and they're, they, they may have some concern about a, uh, a child in their life who, who may be susceptible to this. What are some of the things, uh, some of the signs that, that an adult could look for to maybe head, head this kind of thing off? Absolutely. And I love that we're hitting on that. Um, we know that um, child sex trafficking is underreported because honestly, us as a community, we need more education on how to identify, um, right? Because if these trafficking victims can't speak for themselves for whatever reason, it's up to us as a community and up to us as adults to be able to know what we're looking for. Um, and so some red flags that we we can look for is kind of a mixture of things, right? Every case is different. Every child is different. Um, but maybe they have limited freedom of movement. Um, so they 
they need to check with a lot of people before they can um, say yes to something or no to something. Um, maybe you see someone who has someone that's a lot older than them constantly at their side or seems to be in control, maybe talks about um, an older boyfriend or an older girlfriend or someone that they're spending a lot of time on, um, time with that keeps control over things like their mobile device or their finances, things like that. Um, maybe appears to be really fearful or anxious, depressed, or submissive, um, or maybe even nervous or paranoid. Um, we look for... Other things like unexplained physical injuries um, or signs of a drug addiction, we know that really we never see a, a trafficking case that doesn't involve drugs in some way. Um, and so that can show up. Um, or even a sudden change in attire or material possession. So um, like Tom was mentioning, there are a lot of times where um, these victims are offered, whether it's money or clothing or material possessions of some sort. And so um, even looking for someone who gets a new mobile phone and can't really explain where it's from or new clothes um, and has a very shift change in the way that they dress or act, things like that. Okay. Um, also, uh, you know, I think that our story relates that, that a lot of the contact um, uh, with, with these, these potential victims happens uh, online. Uh, through digital platforms. So uh, what can a, a responsible adult do to, to, uh, to monitor that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we know that there's so much online exploitation. And so um, just being really aware of sexual images, texting through apps. Um, as a forensic interviewer, I, I listen to kids a lot, and I learn all the time about new apps that I have never heard of um, that kids are using to send... Um, Cassandra receives pornographic pictures, things like that. And so really having knowledge of what your child or the, the kids and teens around you are doing on their phone is really important. Um, and just knowing that it may not be just a text message or um, just through Facebook or Instagram. There are lots of other apps um, that are out there. And so just doing your research on that. Um, and then I forgot to mention earlier, and I thought it was important, um, there are some behavioral things that we can look for when we're looking for some indicators of human trafficking. Um, and so if you work in the school system or things like that, just frequent and unexplainable absences at school, um, or even just, we call it hyperarousal, but it's this chronic state of fight or flight, um, kind of losing that baseline of how you have usually experienced a child or a teen to be, just noticing um, noticing those those changes that don't really have an explanation is something else we can look for. Okay. All right. And and if someone notices this kind of behavior, um, what's the best course for them? Who? How should they? Uh, how should they get the word out? Who should they notify about about this kind of behavior uh, that they may observe? Absolutely. So um, there are a few places that you can go, and so one of them is the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Um, and so that number is 1-888-373-7888, um, and that's the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And so they have 24-7 support. It's also a resource center, so you can actually um, text or call and use their website to ask questions. Um, you know, if you're not quite ready to make a report, but you just notice some things, that's a really good resource. Um, and then in the state of Arkansas, 
we always want you to call the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline. Um, and that's one eight four four save a child. Um, and so if you are noticing these things and feel the need to make a report, um, to call that Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline, and then always do a report to local law enforcement. Like Tom was saying, the jurisdictions in these cases are really difficult. Um, but the more that law enforcement is notified, um, the better. So that dual reporting simply just looks like calling the non-emergency phone number if it's not an emergency. Obviously, if it is, call 911. But um, the non-emergency number for that local law enforcement department um, and reporting to them as well. Um, and then as far as resources, you can always reach out to the CAC um, in Benton County as well for education, prevention, um, and training. And Tom, just quickly, would you mention some of the law enforcement agencies involved in the human ta trafficking uh, task force you wrote about? Well, it, it's an umbrella organization. The FBI is uh, the lead agency, and they work with local departments. Uh, all of the the major city departments in northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville, Springfield, Rogers, Bentonville, have all worked with them, both the uh, Benton County and Washington County Sheriff's offices. They had a case recently over in Boone County, and that sheriff's office worked with the FBI. And again, yeah, they with the FBI, they're able to work up in like southwestern Missouri. A couple of these cases involved um, the girls being moved up to Springfield, so they worked with Springfield PD and the, the county sheriff's office there. Okay. Um Megan, anything else to add before we uh, before we um, uh, move on? Yeah, there was just one more thing. I um, think it's really important to remember when we're talking about um, child sex trafficking, sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, that victims of abuse, exploitation, or trafficking are never to blame. Um, but we might see some things that don't make sense to us um, in our state. So. And, you know, we ask, why don't, why don't victims seek help or why don't they leave? And so just remembering that um, victims of trafficking typically have really complex trauma um, because most of them are running away from something, whether that's a past trauma or they're experiencing re-victimization in some way. Um, and so some of the things that can show up, right, traffickers are really, they're sneaky um, and they kind of know how, know what works and what doesn't work. And so you can see a lot of things like isolation, right? Victims are often confined or maybe they're isolated from their friends and family. Um, a lot of lies go into that. They may be fearful. They may have a lot of shame, um, especially if, you know, maybe they did step into that relationship not knowing what it was going to entail. Um, and then they also become dependent, whether it's drugs or they develop some sort of trauma bonds with their trafficker. Um, it makes it really difficult to escape. So just remembering with, especially teenagers, um, that we may see things show up in trafficking victims that just don't click um, in our own brains, but remembering that that's kind of a root of trauma and complex trauma that they're experiencing. Okay. I think that's, that's, uh, those are important points to remember. May Megan, could you give us those phone numbers one more time before we go? Absolutely. So the National Human Trafficking Hotline and Resource Center, their number is 1-888-373-7888. And you can also text um, that to 233-733. Um, and then the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline is 
Save a Child, so S-A-V-E-A-C-H-I-L-D. All right. Well, I want to thank you both for spending uh, a few minutes and talking about uh, what is a very important topic and, and something that, that, that clearly, uh, clearly we all need to know a little bit more about so that we can, we can uh, protect children from, from being victimized in this way. Uh, thanks again to Megan Ellenberg. Uh, with the Child Advocacy Children's Advocacy Center in Benton County, and to Tom Sissom, a uh, reporter for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who writes about uh, this topic in a story in this weekend's editions of the newspaper. Thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. In addition to Tom's story, we have lots of other great content coming for you this weekend. Mike Jones takes a look at a dispute between the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and the owners of a local business. The Corps wants to take some land surrounding Beaver Lake, but the business says the plan will close them down. Mike also will have a report on Benton County's recently completed property reappraisal that, not surprisingly, showed a majority of land parcels substantially increased in value. Janelle Jessen will profile Rogers Library Director Judy Casey, who is retiring after two decades of service. Thomas Sicente will preview the upcoming criminal trial of Franklin County Sheriff Anthony Bowen, who was accused of using unnecessary force on a person in his custody. In our What's Up Entertainment section, check out the season announcement of the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. And of course, be sure to see what's worth watching at the upcoming Bentonville Film Festival. All of these stories and much more will be available to our subscribers at nwaonline.com and in our replica apps for smartphone and tablet. We're grateful to our loyal subscribers who make it possible for us to do the important work of community journalism. If you'd like to lend your support to our efforts, just click on the subscribe button on our website or call us at 479-684-5509. You can also click on our website newsletters link to get reminders about the great content we bring to you every single day. Thanks for joining us on Know the News. I'm Rusty Turner, editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Until next week, so long.